Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba is hanging out I'm there in here. the wings. I'm here and they won't let me be here, technically. So I'm leaving, damn it. <laughs> See, I was here. So, um, Kidding! Goodbye! <laughs> I, I guess we can, we can explain why Devin wasn't here last week. So this is the third week in a row that Devin has missed. The first week was because he had a he had a job opportunity that we thought was great, and so you know he missed that week. No no problem. Last week he was exposed to someone who tested positive for COVID, mm. and so this week we thought it'd be just a, in everyone's best interest that he not hang out for a long so time. So instead he's just yelling at us <laughs> yeah, from a few yeah, feet away. From, from Damn it! So uh, can I ask a question from here? Sure. No, why don't you call us from your phone? <laughs> <laughs> That's I'll FaceTime in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to miss Justin, but I'm kind of missing him anyways. Uh, don't worry. We, we, have, we have a lot of time with him. No, we don't. Every time we say that kind of stuff. That's true. Happens, so. He'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, one of our regular calls. guests. When he comes back, he don't call. He just comes back. And then I find out from three other people that, oh, Justin was here. Oh, he Take a hint, Devin. I know. <laughs> I know. You can just call us. Please. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Dev. Kevin. Love you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Where was I? I don't know. Well, we got. Okay. So we explained about Devin. So he will be back. He's not off the show or anything. It's just a series of con- uh, coincidences yep. that he couldn't be here. So don't don't worry. Don't worry about Devin. He's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we begin, let me remind the ways that you can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Then you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts and listen to the podcast. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. I'd like to thank our sponsors. First is Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura. 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. My, my eyes are getting so bad, I can't even see the paper in front of me. Or you can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Of course, Fort Ruger Market. Today I had the plate A, which is too... I don't want to say too much food, but too much food for, for me. But it's got... It's the one with the pipicala, the lao lao, plus the kalua pig, rice, and lomi lomi salmon. All, all wrapped into one. Uh, you tried... Well, I shouldn't talk to Justin because I didn't really introduce him but yeah don't talk to me all right I, 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 yeah well, we'll talk about that in a minute but uh you had the what now i had the chicken long rice chicken long rice bowl that i yeah. i like that one too your staple yeah that's yeah. a good one yeah. you can find devin at kumu 94.7 go to highlifeclothing.com to find kyle and locationshawaii.com slash john dash yamasato to find me or just google me that's probably the easiest way to do it all right i was explaining to our guest today that i'm very happy he's on the show because it, 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 every time someone like Justin Young comes on the show, I can relax because this is this is just buddies talking story. This is going to be a very loose show, no hard hitting questions, just just catching up. So Justin Young is a singer songwriter, originally from Oahu, the island mm-hmm. of Oahu's, but he's traveled the world, playing music, doing things, singing, yeah, playing, 
mm-hmm. all that stuff. But he's here visiting. You have something coming up next week, right? Yes, I do. Oh, I'm playing at uh, the Blue Note on the 29th, yeah, on the 29th for Hawaii okay. Says No More with uh, oh. Kalei Parish and Isaac. Okay. Yep. I what, is, what is Hawaii Says No More? So they are a nonprofit that is bringing awareness to sexual and domestic violence. Okay. Yeah. And we have three wonderful men because I think it's important for men to also, you know, lead the way in mm-hmm. creating change and bringing awareness to these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's on the 20th. Uh, what time? These are two shows? Like how they Just one show. Just one, one show? show. Three performers. Yeah. So it's not a typical Blue Note night. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that should be fun. And mm-hmm. then we are going to be shooting you for high sessions. Hell yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Shortly. Well, tomorrow. I wasn't going to give it away, but... Uh, well, because this thing is going to air on, what, Thursday? Yeah, probably. So yeah. we're going to shoot high sessions last week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Back to the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, so you got some things to do here in town. So you're visiting and we thought, oh, why don't we grab you to do a podcast? Um, we already talked about Devin. I honestly didn't have anything prepared. So I just thought we would start with that. But what's you just released a single, right? Too. I released an album and a movie. Oh, oh okay. Oh, it, oh yeah. Let's talk about. It got that. released. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How can we watch this? Oh man. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we even begin that. <clears throat> yeah. Let, I've seen this movie. I love the movie. I showed it to my whole family. Aww. I thought it was great. Let's start with what the movie is about, and then we'll go for next. So. Uh, in 1994, uh, most people know this, the history of this, but Nancy Kerrigan was attacked prior to skating in the national championships. And it was this huge story in the 90s because another figure skater was implicated in the planning and the hit on her to mm-hmm. try and gain an advantage and go to the Olympics. So um, most people of our generation remember this very clearly, but there was also I, Tonya, the movie that just came out that was loosely based on this as well. Yeah. Um, I had just gotten back from film school like five years ago and I met um, a friend of a friend and she was telling me about her brother and how much she loved him and what a hero he'd been and how he'd you know intervened in her childhood and sort of protected her from their abusive father and then at the end of it she's like oh yeah by the way he's the guy that attacked Nancy Kerrigan Mm. and I was just like I feel like I probably heard that wrong but (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I mean I had followed the event and then and watched documentaries about it and I had no idea that the hitman was like Hawaiian yeah um, but their their dad's side of the family is from here and so he did attack Nancy Kerrigan served some time in prison and when he got out he ended up moving home um, and that's when he finally met his younger sister who's 20 years younger and really became this force of good in her life and kind of changed his life so is this film a documentary or was the actors portraying mm-hmm. him it's a documentary so <clears throat> I, you know I, I told Miley like I think um this would be a great story to tell. You know, I thought I knew a lot about this attack, but I am surprised to hear that this person that I only know as a hitman was also somebody's hero. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, I always think it's interesting because um, we're all so complicated. You know, we're all many things and not just one thing. We're not often, we're not just good or bad, but at times we can each be um, victims and people that can intentionally or unintentionally hurt people. Um, so I just thought it was a really cool story to tell. Um, and as we got into the process, I also learned that the two of them had never talked about the attack mm. before because she, although had learned about it growing up, she was afraid to sort of have this 
really honest conversation and was afraid that her hero would would not be her hero anymore Mm. and she felt like she needed this person in her life but she was at the point in her life where she felt like um you know i want to know i want to know and love him in his entirety his dark side and the beautiful part that i do know and so um in the film they sit down and have this conversation for the first time about the attack she asks all the questions that she never has and they talk about the abuse that they um, suffered from their father and he also tells the story about the event itself um, in detail so it's been a long process it's been about six years Mm -hmm. since we started um self-funded a labor of love and um you know i had had never done any of this before um i had some other friends that helped produce it but directed it edited it and then did all the music because i ran out of money so (laughs) (laughs) did you um, edit at your home then Mm -hmm. in your studio Mm -hmm. wow well well, what i what i liked um about it beyond just the the general story was you know you do paint a picture of the history of this guy Mm -hmm. you know because people think like well why would someone just attack someone else but then when you come from a family of abuse and that's kind of what you know Mm -hmm. right and and he talks about like being a bouncer and Mm -hmm. you know just he just knows how to hurt people like he grew up kind of with that mentality right yeah Yeah. so so those if that's all you know it's easy to get sucked into something Mm -hmm. like that because in your mind it's like oh it's not a big deal i'm not gonna kill this person i'm just gonna hurt them yeah you know you know both of them experienced the abuse and what i found interesting was their stories there were symmetry in both of their stories but they um happened at different timelines and the abuse that they suffered you know shane says he made a choice when he was really young i'm going to be as big and as mean as possible so no one else can take advantage of me and mm-hmm. so in some ways it th- that experience directly contributed to him becoming someone who was willing to hurt someone else for money and Miley, on the other hand, was like, well, I'm just going to not feel anything and I'm just going to excel at everything I do and be as different from the family that I know as possible. Mm. And each of them on their own, which is remarkable, made a choice in their life to be more who they are and not just be um, the product of the environment they grew up mm-hmm. in. So, I mean, I, I really have a lot of love and respect for both of them. And, and going into the movie, I didn't know if Shane was actually a terrible person asshole <laughs> yeah, yeah and that she just romanticized this person but for me it was like regardless of of what he actually is it is true that he was a hero to her and that he did have a, have a good impact on her life and turns out he is a wonderful dude and um very soft-spoken very soft-spoken very thoughtful he's done a lot of work on himself and um i think he's able to do something which is it's it's a hard it's a fine line to walk where you are able to see the reasons um, for some of your actions without making them an excuse. Mm-hmm. And he takes full accountability. Yeah. Have you followed up with them recently to see where they're at and how they're doing? I just saw Miley last week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. They're both doing really well. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but the movie came out. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, was it two months ago? And we got distribution through Gravitas Ventures, which is a wonderful independent um i see tons of movies that they distribute so they've been nice. super helpful and um it's on apple tv itunes amazon prime oh no cool. way all your video on demand name uh my hero the hitman my hero the hitman yeah i'm gonna watch it tonight you know the other thing that's that's kind of interesting after what so 
uh, I got I had the pleasure of watching this. I don't know, four years ago or something like that. Yeah, it premiered at the Hawaii International Film Festival. Um, well, yeah. did, did it change since he saw it? Yeah, you should yeah. see it again. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it again. It's okay. better. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But also, like for film festivals, you don't have to have cleared footage. You can use temp music. Yeah. So after oh. that premiere, I then had to figure out how to clear all this footage and then redo all the music so that we owned. Did you write music specifically for this show? Mm -hmm. And then did it come up? Did you come up with an album for it yet, or what's the what's the plans for that? I might release the music, but it's you know it's not like there's nothing with vocals on it. It's, oh, it's all, all background. It's all, yeah, it's all scoring stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. mm -hmm. okay. But um, so so you know you get to watch this movie, and then Shane and Miley were there at the mm -hmm. they, they did a Q and A. Mm -hmm. Oh no way! And everything it was really cool, and then so you get to meet these people, and then uh, I did watch I Tanya. Mm -hmm. Which which was a great movie. Don't yep. get me wrong; I really enjoyed it. But then, you know, Hollywood, right? So it's one of these things like when you watch these movies that are based on a true story. I mean, they really made his character seem like a buffoon yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And granted, they're taking creative license, right? Yep. But then you think about wow, all these movies that you think like are true. How much of it is just embellished? Embell yeah, yeah, like how yeah. how they change things. Like when you know somebody and you're like, that guy is absolutely not like that character. Mm. And I understand why they did that because they had to put some levity to the mm -hmm. to the. It's kind of a comedy, right? This yep. movie. So you know, obviously they can't make him really scary looking and stuff. But um, yeah, it's based on a true story. And so you, when you think of like Pain and Gain, which is uh, The Rock and Marky Mark, I think was in that movie and. They talk about that movie how they made them kind of seem like buffoons, mm -hmm. but those guys were kind of, from what I understand, not the greatest guys. Mm. Kind of thing. A lot of what you think about yeah. in the media, right? And you and I have been a part of this too, where yeah. people probably wrote about you in some paper or <laughs> said something. You're like, I didn't say that. Or what? What, ex what is the one experience that you can bring up where they misinterpreted you guys or, or? wrote something about you guys that wasn't true. Well, I can set else. the record straight that I do, in fact, have testosterone because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe John it's, it's Berger all, referred be to John me Berger as testosterone-free. <laughs> yeah. When was this, when you were a teenager? I was in my early 20s. I probably had more testosterone than I do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you ever confront John when he after he said that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you're just like, well, what's, what's the point? Yeah. He's going to write whatever he's going to write yeah, anyway. I guess so, but yeah. that's kind of cruel, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what did you say about me? I don't well yeah, I mean he yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of things where like I, I didn't say that or maybe yeah. I said that taking out of context yeah. oh well one okay I'll, I'll give you one that's, that's not John Berger so um, the last time the real estate market like took off mm -hmm. the, I got a call from KITV4 or something because I was selling a parking stall for like $25,000 and that's the first time I guess anyone heard of selling a parking stall and for wow. that much too right yeah. so I got a call from Howard Dykus and he's like hey I want to interview you about your, your parking stall for sale so I was like oh okay he's like can you meet me down at the building and we're going to stand in front of this thing oh, boy. so I told him okay uh, I don't mind doing that but you know I wasn't planning on being on camera today so I'm only in like I have an Aloha shirt on but I have like shorts and slippers yeah people don't realize john takes an hour in hair and makeup prior to these <laughs> <laughs> no no but I, I'm, like, I'm not dressed like a realtor like i'm just yeah, I'm just yeah, like yeah hanging yeah. out at the office yeah. Like, yeah so he's like don't worry we'll just shoot you from the waist up oh, or whatever i'm like okay 
So I they had an agenda already. I go down there and I do the interview. Yeah. And then the news comes out, and of course it's a full body shot. <laughs> and I'm in there with my slippers and stuff. I'm like, what the f? You know, like. And then Jake's uncle calls me and he's like, you know, John, if you're gonna be on TV, you should you should dress up a little bit. I'm like. You but but was his intent to throw you on the bus because he thought you were like selling parking lot stalls? Yeah. No, no, I don't think. I think it's just like he just said, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah," and then forgot about it, and then it didn't tell the camera guy. Oh. So the camera guy just shot it like the way he shot it. Oh, so then, it wasn't a. It wasn't. It didn't have an agenda. He really wanted to know about why you're selling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm not blaming Dykus. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I kind of am, but I don't think it was like uh, malicious. Like okay. he went out to mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. me, you know. Okay. But it's just. He said, yeah, and then probably forgot about it, and then it's like, who cares? But to Wait, me, Were I'm, you wearing I'm, I'm, shorts? Yeah, I was wearing shorts. I'm so like, you pan out to your hairy legs? Yeah, <laughs> and we're just walking through the parking structure, and I'm just like, <laughs> maybe I was wearing I don't remember. But what was I, the point of the story, like his story? His, the point just, of his story was like, the real estate market is so crazy gotcha. that people can sell a parking stuff for right, $25,000. Right, right, right. Did you, know? you ever sell that parking stuff for twenty? dollars Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, you wow. weren't selling, well, let's be clear, you weren't selling it for yourself, right? No, no, I was the, the, so what happened was, when, <laughs> you just didn't okay. go around buying parking lot stalls and selling it, reselling it, right? No, 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 so, okay, so what, what happened is, uh, this will be a little tangent, but in the old days, when there's a new building built, all the parking stalls are noted in the declaration of covenants with the building, right? So it, there's this big thing that explains all about the building, has all the parking stalls, which parking stalls, with. but the, when the new buildings are built, like, so from 2000 on, the parking stalls are now deeded separately from the unit. So if you want to sell your stall or move the stalls around, it makes it a lot easier because it's treated oh, like a separate okay, okay, okay. entity. I yeah. got it. Yeah. So like if you're in an old building and you want to sell your stall to, or move your stall with somebody, you have to change the entire declaration. You have mm-hmm. to amend it, to, mm-hmm. to, which is hard because you need to a vote from the board and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, so we, you know, when these new buildings are built, some people bought a bunch of parking stalls because yeah. they were available. And then... You know, now you're selling the unit, but you're like, I, you know, you can either sell it with all the parking stalls, or if you guys want to buy parking stalls separately, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, like so it's just one of those things. It just so happened that that's a new thing now. Interesting. It's a la carte. Yeah, so a la carte storage units, parking stalls are all separate now, mm-hmm. separate deeds. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So back to the back to the movie. So we can go to see it. Apple. Apple TV, iTunes, Amazon Prime, uh, your cable provider. If they have video on demand, you can watch it there. And yeah, it has changed quite a bit from the uh, from the premiere years oh, ago. Okay, so. I will go watch it again. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen it twice. I'll go see it again. Well, congratulations! Last time we talked to you, which is during COVID times, and mm-hmm. I think on a Zoom mm-hmm. call, you were still working on it and editing. I think it was the longest and hardest thing i've ever done creatively in my life <laughs> i was, gonna, I was yeah. gonna say so and what the are, most expensive are we gonna do another one <laughs> i guess maybe not um i'm i mean now that it's actually been pushed through the finish line there were so many moments where i was like this is will never be done and i'll just be working mm. on this for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> and then even like once i signed the distribution with gravitas i'm like okay and then they sent me like a 50 page booklet of all the things that I needed that I didn't have oh, and so it was man. like another week of every day trying to also googling stuff because and then I need to buy you know insurance and I need to turn in a version like this and a version like this and they need this edit and so man it was never ending but it I'm very proud of it I think it's you know I think it's a wonderful sweet story and it has a lot of heart and I think I just hope people that can benefit from it will find it and um, I'm glad it's out in the world 
Yeah. yeah. So no plans on doing other movies in oh, the future? Sorry. Yeah, that was the question. Um, I I do have an interest, and yeah. I'm keeping my eyes and ears open. I mean, with this one, too, I was just kind of like... I mean, I assume it gets easier as time progresses because you know what needs to be done, For right? sure, for sure. I definitely, yeah, have learned a lot from this process, and um, I think would be much better equipped the next time around. So and now, I, if you have a choice of career, Justin Young filmmaker, <laughs> Justin Young musician, where, where, where do you fit now right in this, I this world? I mean, to me, they're the extension of the same thing, really, I think. Okay. So it, they kind of feel like the same the same career just one is a, a different form than the other so yeah. but the creative part of it feels very similar especially the editing process feels a lot like feels very creative because you can for a non-scripted project you can tell a story a million ways yeah um and uh, so yeah I don't, I don't know i mean i could be wrong but i would assume an album is a lot easier to make than a movie because you have more creative control with an album as as when you work on a movie you have all these other things that you got to Kind yeah abide by yeah i mean it, also the the nature of the songs being three to four minutes and you might have a song that's just guitar and vocals and you're done and you don't have the visual element and mm-hmm. um and you're not recording out in the world with all the you know external factors that come with it so yeah there's just so many more things but you can tell a more deeply nuanced longer story um so that's the upside yeah yeah cool man yeah you know movie guy I know. Unreal, yeah. I, I, I was like, I, when, it, when I first heard about it, I'm like, Justin's making a movie? I know. And, and I it's not I, even music-based. So I didn't I know even know you went to like, film school, honestly. I, I, I did a summer in New York at a, yeah. a documentary film course, um, which was so much fun. And I, I again, I didn't come out going like, I'm going to make this movie. It kind of just landed in my lap. Um, and um, if that happens again with something, then I'll, I'll go. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, there when they were interviewing Tom Cruise about this uh, Top Gun Maverick. By mm-hmm. the way, did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really it. good. Yeah, I heard it's great. Yeah. You know that this guy never saw Top Gun until like last month? <laughs> How? I, you know, I had a, we've, we've gone over this on the podcast many oh. times, so I keep it short. I, I had a disinterest in Tom Cruise for a long time. <laughs> Even back then? I don't know why. More so back then. Really? I just never like, his movies like, I, I, they just didn't seem interesting to me. Rain Man or Days of Thunder. Or mm-hmm. They just weren't topics that... So I just never watched. And then after a while, I just got into a anti-Tom Cruise mode. Sure. And then it just stuck. Mission then, Impossibles? But once the Mission Impossible started coming around, I started watching. And then I really got into yeah. it. So I've seen like everything from then on. You know. So we were yeah. talking about like the new Top Gun movie. I think me and Nick Kawakami, right? Was yeah. talking about it on, on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Kawakami made a reference to Iceman. Like, what's up, Iceman? John was like, huh? huh? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he goes, you Top Gun, you know? He goes, oh, I've never seen that movie. Wow. Yeah. We're like, what? Then they all yelled at me. So you watched it prior to going to the new one? Yeah. Okay. It was wait, better, right, watching it prior. Yeah, which I, I, was, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll watch the new one first and then go back and watch mm. it. But then I'm glad I watched the first one. Did you put out a one-word review? For the first one? Yeah. No, because it's such an old movie. Like, uh, Well, uh, if you had to, what would it be? Oh, the first one is great. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd say. Oh, I'd say something about sweaty. So, it, like everybody was sweaty I, I and could, glistening. I could not get over <laughs> the fact the first fifteen minutes of the movie, everyone is sweating profusely, <laughs> no matter what they're doing, whether they're in the plane, whether they're in the sub, whether they're in the office. 
it's just sweat. Everyone is sweating, and I couldn't get over. It. I'm watching this thing. Uh, my friend Atal at the office, he made me watch it at the office. So we're sitting in the conference room watching this, and I'm going, "Why is he sweating? Why is he sweating? Everyone's sweating. What's going on with this movie? You know?" And I think it was Michael Bay's way. Was it the Michael Bay movie, the first one? I have no idea. I think it was his way of like making it seem like it's tension. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe because it was in high def now or something, I couldn't get past all the sweat. It just was (laughs) sweat everywhere. It just. You're the only person I ever known complain about Top Gun and the sweat Hmm. in the same sentence. Dude, you got. Go back and watch it. I mean, it. I haven't watched it since that time, so mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember really anything about the, the movie. Yeah. So yeah. I'll rewatch it and notice and then, the glistening men. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not it's not the it's not the volleyball thing or the homoerotic yeah. that yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was more just they're in the plant, just sweating. They just look uncomfortable. They're talking. Yeah. Yeah. They're, everyone just looks hot and yeah. sweaty. Yeah. It, it just bumped me. You know? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get. Great observation. I couldn't get through that. That's a good note for a filmmaker to make sure that everyone's been oh, toweled yeah. off. Yeah, that's right. That's non-glistening. Right. Non-glistening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you think everything's a choice? So why why did they make that choice? Right. 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 Well, you know, I mean, it's the '80s. I think it's you know, filmmaking was not as quote unquote sophisticated maybe as it is now. They're trying to show action. They don't mm, know how to do it. Mm. They don't have like. The CGI to make things yeah. like cool and so you know to add the tension. They're like, oh, we just make it really sweaty. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of macho male male kind of macho movies. I'm sure. I do. It's sweat. I bet right? you if you go back and watch Rocky Four. Yeah, watch Rocky. Watch watch Rambo. Watch all those yeah. movies. Yeah, it's all, it's all sweaty. sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now it's everything is so like pristine, right? You watch a Marvel movies. Everybody's all like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't sweat. Yeah. They just glisten. So maybe it's it's too <laughs> yeah. sterile now. Yeah. Like they got to go back mm. to do it less sweaty. Yeah, that's good. If that's a filmmaker, it's something to think about. Well, if you want a non-sterile movie on a low budget, check out My Hero: The Hit Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, I did watch. So every summer, mm-hmm. I do the twelve weeks of summer with my kids, where I show them twelve movies that oh. I like ah. that I force them to watch. <laughs> So last night we started off the season with uh, my cousin Vinny. Yeah, which is a great movie. Everybody Two loved it. Two Utes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was good. Marissa Tomei. Ah, she was yeah. so good in that. So movie. good. She's so good. What's the next movie you're gonna show your kids? Well, I was gonna start off with The Sixth Sense, mm, but then yeah. I'm a little worried that they can't follow the story. It's a, it's a lot of talking. It's slow moving. So I swapped my cousin Vinny with The Sixth Sense. So mm. I think I'm gonna go Sixth Sense next week what do you mean comedy and horror comedy and horror no 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 but I I figure for the first one you know let's get it let's get a fun one in you know and then we'll we'll go with a kind of serious because like to me the sixth sense is not scary it's just kind of it makes you think a lot yeah well I guess some of it's scary it's that twist that makes the whole movie yeah Yeah, and if they're not following the plot you you don't get the twist at the end right 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 because like my son we took him to Top Gun Maverick and he's like we're like, oh, did you like it? And he's like, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> like, he's like, it was okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's, that wasn't that complicated. <laughs> yeah. But he loves Marvel movies, so he can follow that. Yeah. 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 Interesting, so I don't, I don't man. Yeah. All right, well, tell us about the new album. Sorry, I, I, I haven't been able to. You know, what's, what's funny is, what album is this for you? Uh, I don't know. It's, um, are you in the, the double digits already? 
I try to just block out most of the beginning of my career, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. Also, there have been like some best ofs and unplugs that right, I had right, nothing right, to right, do right. with that are out yeah, in yeah, the yeah. world, so I'm not exactly sure. And then there was the uh, most notable Y2J album. That, That's right. Uh, like, you can't even get any Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have like so many of those in my garage. Oh, great. So if you ever need one, <laughs> let me know. I've never had the need for one. <laughs> Neither did most of the world. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, you guys go back a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking while we were eating lunch about how you guys met. I know it's just been said over and over on different podcasts or stories before, but can you give a brief history of Y2K? Y2K? Y2J. 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 <laughs> how did you guys meet? What happened? You know? Here's my perspective. Okay. Okay. I got a call on my landline Yeah, this in is the late 90s. This is probably like 97 or something, I think. Yep. Yeah, yep. right after high school. I was going to University of Hawaii. They published a phone book with all the students' That's numbers. Right. They, they would never do that. They'll never no, do that. No, no. Yeah, back then, everybody's phone number was in this UH phone book. So this creepy guy called you? I get a you? call from a guy I don't know <laughs> <laughs> saying he got my number out of the phone book. And uh, he saw I was playing at Liquids. I think it was a CD uh, album release thing at Liquids. And he was like, yeah, I want to come out to the show. Like, and I was like, okay, well, I'll put you on the list. And, of course, John brought two dates. Because <laughs> that's how he rolled back in the days. <laughs> so he showed up with these two ladies. And, fortunately, he wasn't a weirdo. He was super cool. Yeah. Told me that he played music. And um, that's... When I met him, and then wait, did you call him up on stage or anything? No, 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 because no, no. I had no idea like to what extent. I could have been yeah. a psychopath. Yeah, and then, but he was normal enough and seemed nice enough, um, and he's hanging out with two girls. So I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> so then he invited me or let me know he was playing at a coffee shop in Manoa. Like I don't know, a few weeks later, and I remember walking up to this coffee shop and hearing this voice coming out, and I was like. Oh, well, this guy's good, but it's definitely not John. <laughs> <laughs> was he with the band or was he by himself? I was by myself. Really? Yeah. And then I looked and I'm like, holy crap, this dude can sing. <laughs> yeah. And so from then on, you know. Okay, let's hear your side. Now, what made you call Justin out of the phone book, out of the blue? Because. And, and, and hunt him down and stalk him like that. So the girl that I brought to the thing, I, I had a crush on. Okay. And we would make uh, mixed tapes because we had cassettes back then mm -hmm. and give it to each other, like music that we liked. Yeah. And it had a lot of, hers had a lot of Justin on her tape. Oh, oh. so you wanted to just, so was like, just using me. I was yeah. like, oh man, if I could meet this guy, uh -huh. then she would think I'm cool. Yeah. You know? Ah. And so like. Or he would steal your chick. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I don't think that's either true. of those things happened. No. No. Yeah. No, she didn't think you were cool. Did that help? Oh, uh. <laughs> Well, we never got together, so I maybe not. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. man. It's it my fault, but... Well, we appreciate you trying to help him, though. You know, that was really I'm just nice here to help. Yeah, I had ulterior motives. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person, I like meeting new people. Okay, so wait, now, let's, 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 let's dig a little deeper. Yeah. When you exchange mixtapes and you heard Justin Young, just from this girl oh, God. singing... <laughs> Did you already know who he was? Or you I knew who he was because I, I had heard him on the radio. Okay. And, and I had to change my perspective because back then, like, Pure Heart had not come out with our CD yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So anybody that was on the radio, I hated. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, they're on the radio. I'm not on the radio. Therefore, they're the enemy. Oh, you know? my God. Wow. So vindictive yeah. and angry. Wow. 
But then I'm like, I, I shouldn't think like that. I should think like, you know. Oh, another guy made it yeah. from Hawaii. It's not a zero sum game. Yeah, it's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can then all I'm win. like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out and talk to this guy. Like, I should be. I'm gonna friend. reach out and talk to this guy so I can hook up with this girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, I just call. I figured, what? Well, I, I have this friend Chris. Shout out to Chris Higa, who Chris. I remember from uh, high school, and this guy was always like popular with the ladies. But his thing was like he would talk to all the all the girls, you know. Which Chris Higa? Chris Higa. Okay, Chris, <laughs> I don't know. Not a not fireman Chris Higa. Right? No, he's not a fireman. Okay, okay. But anyway, one time I was asking like, oh, how do you do it? Like, how do you? And he's like, hey man, you just gotta talk to these girls, mm -hmm. you know. And I was so shy. Yeah. I'm like, well, what if you know? What if and he's like, all they can do is say no, you know? Like, I'm not interested in you. And then you're back to where you were. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then with Justin, I'm like, well, all I can say is like, I don't want to talk to you or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I figure I'd give him a call. And, you know? And the friendship blossoms So them. you used your friend's dating advice to reach out to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets weirder. Yeah, yeah. It gets even weirder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so we were friends the whole time, like ever since, ever since that. I, I mean, mean, that's cool. I'm, first of yeah. all, I was like, oh my God, this guy's like ridiculously tall. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting some like, small little Asian guy, and then yeah. it, I, he shows up. I'm like, whoa! And then I we went to that concert. I'm like, oh, he's really good, like alive and you know, you hear yeah. the CD and you have your uh, thoughts about certain things. But then when I saw him live, I'm like, oh wow, he's he's actually really good. And this and, was your first album, uh, probably my second album. Probably second album. Yeah, yeah. But who's counting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By then he was already he was already a veteran in the scene. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. You know? It was yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of like fun adventures because like when Justin came out with his CDs, like he didn't like I had I had at least had my parents who were like kind of organizing mm -hmm, stuff and, mm -hmm. and making sure things. But we would like <laughs> I remember one time we played at the Polynesian Cultural Center. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? Kind of. <laughs> it was like, I have to play this gig. Do you want to come and play? And I'm like, oh, OK. And then I think it was like we played at seven and it's like six. 40 and we're leaving Kailua. I'm like, are we going to make it there? <laughs> I cultural center by it. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're driving. Of course we were late. And then we just get on stage and you just kind of showed up in the middle of some assembly or something. Or something was going on and we played. And it was like, it was always kind of like an adventure. Yeah. I never had management or hell. Or like a steady band or anything. <laughs> yeah, or like a steady it, band. it was always just like, oh, why don't we grab that guy? You know, yeah. like, so how did you start your career then? Just out of high school, with the brown bags? How, how no. did it start? So I so for when I was a junior in high school, we had to market something around school. And because I was known as a musician, because I carried my ukulele around. What and high school is this? Uh, Kalaheo. Oh, Kalaheo, okay. Uh, the, someone was like, oh, we should have Justin record some music and we'll sell that. So then I reached out to a studio and they offered to donate some time. And that was Neos Productions, and oh, and so we recorded like three songs. We sold it on campus, and then next year they put on a songwriting contest, and the winner got like a record deal. And so I sent those songs to them, and they're yeah, and so I the won. So the three songs were original songs. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. What? Can you tell us what they were? They were on the first album. Um, what are you together? I don't remember actually oh. what were us on the three. Yeah, oh. I love that maybe. Song. Yeah, I don't remember actually what was uh, somewhere. There's a, a tape from back then in like storage, but 
Uh, so then, yeah, as a senior in high school, I got to record the whole album. But like, you know, it was like the first songs I ever wrote, the first time I really ever recorded, and it was the first record they made. So we were all just oh. kind of figuring out what was going on. But it was nice. I mean, I got played a little bit on the radio, and I yeah. got to do, you know, play at Tower Records and do, you know, the KSSK morning show and all that stuff. Oh, no way. Yeah. You got to meet Devin Nakoba, too. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So there's a downside to everything. <laughs> the price of success. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until like my second album where actually like people started knowing yeah. who I was. Yeah, the yeah. second album blew up. Now, yeah. Did you come from a musical family? How, what's your roots in music? I mean, my mom loved music and she definitely encouraged my love for music, but she's not particularly like talented. Uh, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. I don't think I was more talented than the average oh. person there's a documentary on netflix did you watch it um it's called like pop music that made us or something like that and they do a whole oh right the they 90s do, or boys to men one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, oh, i need to watch that i need to watch oh that. yeah no so so uh, yeah he's a big boys to men fan. Yeah. both of you guys right oh yeah they're great yeah. i just remember when they did end of the road and like they kept breaking records i'm like, like yeah. keep going keep going like i want to see <laughs> you guys crush Prince's everybody record, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah. Um, but I just loved it and fell in love with like 90s R&B and I mean I I played ukulele as a little kid and then had a guitar in high school that was terrible but um, I really just loved it and I would lock myself in the closet so no one could hear me and I would just sing for hours and didn't have much of a social life so <laughs> but you're playing R&B music with an ukulele well no I mean I also started playing piano I'm just saying like I had some exposure to music like uh -huh playing ukulele as a little kid and feeling like um, I'm probably this seems more natural than maybe to some other people but at, like I wasn't like some people you see so young and they're just amazing like mm -hmm. I would I mean hearing myself back it wasn't good it was probably like an average but it really was like just the hours of doing it and and I was so shy I hated I mean the, the last thing I wanted to do was to be the center of attention and so having to perform was in direct uh, opposition to my nature. Mm. But my love for music was greater than the fear that I had, which was also great, but not quite. <laughs> so yeah. even at that time in high school, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool that, you know, the thing that I love the most faces, uh, makes me face, you know, uh, challenges me yeah. in this way. But I yeah. was a terrible performer for most of, no, most you, of the time he's being modest but yeah. no really i mean it's taken a long time to figure out how it works for me to be on stage i'm not an entertainer but i can just get up and be myself and mm -hmm. let let go of you know trying to sound good or look good and just do it but yeah well um you do a lot of songwriting which is kind of i don't want to say unique but there's, you know, a lot of people in Hawaii don't don't write as much as you do. So what is your process on the songwriting side? I mean, it's evolved. I think I'm at the point now where... Um, uh, by the way, you've given me advice over the years, mm -hmm. which I'll parrot back to you yeah. later. Maybe you can say if it was good advice or not. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be interesting. <laughs> um, I just, I have to write stuff that feels connected to something that is personal and emotional to me or somebody close to me I, I i know i mean even being in nashville a lot of the songwriting sessions are not connected to it it's like oh here's a cool turn of a phrase or wordplay that works mm. and they write really cool songs really quickly i just don't i don't have any enjoyment for that so 
yeah, the last record that I just put out a couple months ago, they're all just super personal and honest. And to me, that's what I can bring to the table, you know. When does your inspiration come to you? Is it when you're alone or when you're traveling or on a bus or in sleeping? I mean, how, when does it come to you? They make it come at different times. So I think just being open and if you now that you can do a voice memo on your phone is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to just, if I'm in the mode of writing a record, I try to at least sit down with an instrument. And a lot of times it comes out of improvisation and play. You know, most of the songs start where you're just messing around with something and I'm singing whatever comes out of my mouth that doesn't make sense, like gibberish. I mean, I've posted some voice like, memos. Like Loser by Beck. Yeah. <laughs> that whole song is improv, dude. Improv. Beck? Yeah. Singing Loser? Yeah. He wow. Was just, There's a few songs. That yeah, we, he was just yeah. like, he had a track that he liked and he was just trying to like come up with something. And then that's what he came up with. Well, that like, dude's oh. an amazing musician. When you yeah. listen to his other songs that yeah. he made, yeah, it's unreal. It's great. Guy. So I can't improvise a whole song, but like I'll stumble on something that it also I feel like subconsciously lets out stuff that maybe you're not necessarily thinking about writing about. Because mm. you'd be surprised, like lines come out and like, oh yeah, that that is kind of what how, what I'm feeling. Mm. So for me, it's like two parts. One is capturing the inspiration or the whatever lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Um, and then once you have something that feels special and that is a thing, and then you can kind of connect your brain and start editing and how can I best like illustrate the rest of the story around this initial inspiration. Um, so for me, it's kind of two parts, but yeah, it normally starts just from, from playing around and I try and just be like, well, I mean, cause it's, it's, it's hard to control when that'll strike, but yeah. you know, your job is to just kind of show up and at least be available. And if nothing comes, I used to feel like, oh, I'm stuck and this is terrible, but I'm like, nah, I, I showed up and you know, I did my part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you try to plug yourself into something? Does that help with the songwriting or do you just do it acoustic? In um, typically I'm not plugged in, but like, it can help. I mean, just like sometimes I'll grab an electric guitar and put some effects on it and it inspires something mm-hmm. or you start playing differently or yeah. I'll write on the piano instead or, you know, a Rhodes or like whatever. It can it can definitely, I mean, even just being in a new city can, in a new space, you know. Can, you ever woke up things. in the morning with an idea? Like that happens to me often with designing. Yeah. I guess, you know, throughout the whole day I'm absorbing mm-hmm. everything and mm-hmm. observing everything. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm asleep, my mind just goes... Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, oh, I got to get this out of my head. Yeah. And I'll run to the computer and come up with a design. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of my creativity comes from sleeping. (laughs) 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 Which is why I try to do it as often as I can. Yeah. You're professional. Yeah, I'm a professional sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys don't get... To me, that's the downtime when your mind just kind of roams, you you know? In the past, I used to do that, but now, like, when I sleep, I'm, like, out, man. I don't dream. I don't nothing. Oh. I, just, oh. I just, like, I'm out, and I, I wake up. I don't know. Too much Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's because I, I only go to sleep when I'm really tired. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I sleep at, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, and then I take a nap at 3. But then my nap is only 30 minutes. So it's you take a nap every day? Pretty much. Amazing. Every day I can. Jeez, you're like an old man now. Or yeah, or, everyone or knows. Or a like a kid. You see that yeah. pillow? I have a pillow up there. <laughs> So if, if I can't make it home, I'll sleep on the on wow. the couch or on the ground over here for thirty. That's I, great. I can fall asleep in like five minutes, and then that's twenty nine minutes of sleep. 
can move to Spain and have siesta. Every yeah. Day. yeah. No, I'm, I tell you, man, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Because a little nap and I'm just good to go for like the next 10 hours. You're like a um, human sloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sloths, by the way, are amazing. They're chill. I love them. They yeah. And the way that they've evolved and that they still are around and they've evolved <laughs> just like to John. survive by moving so slowly. Yeah. And they have to risk it all when they have to get down from the tree and use the bathroom. That's oh, true. That's also, right. the mating call that the male gives out is in the exact same pitch as one of their predatory birds. And it's that way so that if one of the predatory birds hears the mating call, they don't think it's a sloth down there to go eat. Oh. Interesting. Unlike John, whose mating call is just calling Justin to see if he's going to pick it. <laughs> I'm, I'm John's mating call. <laughs> Hey man, you gotta leverage. Yeah, you gotta yeah. leverage you your, can, man. What, what you can yeah. to get ahead. Man, you know about a lot about slots. I am fascinated. They're fantastic creatures. How long do they live? My son likes I, sloths. I don't know how long they live. Because I, I think somebody like him who mm -hmm. just kind of is mellow and doesn't stress out too much, goes at life with his own pace. This guy's gonna outlive a lot of people. I don't think so. I don't think I feel like he does stress, and he's quite productive for a sloth. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he saves I, his I, energy to be productive, and when yeah. it's done, he just. He I don't. I don't show mold. it, but my my brain is a lot of times like on high alert. Yeah. Because of something that's going on yeah. somewhere. Yeah. 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 You do worry about stuff, though. I do. Yeah. I don't think sloths worry about anything. No. Other than using the bathroom. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's risky business. Yeah. Uh, I have woken up a few times and had like dreaming about song ideas, but I can't think of any that actually turn into songs because I think I, I don't know that I've ever captured them. But I, I know that experience. But a lot of times ideas come when you're not when I'm not actually playing. So like I will have sat down and like, oh, well, I kind of have an idea, but not really. And then I'll like take a shower and then something will hit me or i would like like take breaks and walk my dogs and then have a breakthrough lyrically or sort of like like you said when you're you're not trying to point your brain there yeah and you just kind of let it do let its it own thing yeah Ooh, I, I got a controversial topic that we can end with because since probably not that many people are listening at this point <laughs> What are you trying to say about this interview? It's like, what, an interesting, because, more interesting podcast. Justin will definitely have an opinion on this. Okay, right. go ahead. All right. Are we ending? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I mean, this, okay. This is going to be a, well, it may, it may go really fast, but I think we're going to have a little bit of a discussion on this. Okay. On the very first podcast, yeah. I brought up my, um, uh, what, let's see, what's the word? My dislike? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For people who go around my neighborhood and feed cats, hmm. stray cats. Oh. Now, you're an animal lover. Yeah. Um, Justin supports many, many animal like <laughs> foundations and things like that. And he loves his dogs. And I mean. Do you own cats? No. Okay. Yeah, so this is cats. But, but you're, you're an animal guy. I yeah, know you're I'm an, an animal, animal guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. So my position is, number one. You, you shouldn't be feeding because you're adding to the population mm -hmm. of these feral cats mm -hmm. that shouldn't be there, but you're, all, you're, you're kind of um, intruding on natural selection by feeding them, number one, right? And then number two, these people always seem to feed the cats in someone else's neighborhood, mm. not where oh. they live, you know? If they were at home and they want to feed their cats around their house, fine. But well, how do you know that they're not doing that yeah. too? True. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, I give him that. But I, why do they drive sometimes miles to come to my you house? You know this? Yeah. Because, oh. cause, okay. Because where I live. I followed them home once. <laughs> I followed someone. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Wow, I thought you were joking. Uh, you, know, you know, you stalk them until they continue it after Yeah, yeah, you. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one is she was feeding the birds. That's oh, the yeah. One okay. that and she'll be on the podcast yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got up and I'm like, realistically, what am I going to say to this lady? You know, like. But but yeah, she drew, she because I live near a park and and next to my townhouse there's a big area of just like abandoned land, mm-hmm. so they come and feed the cats over there. Okay. And I've multiple times got out of my car and had conversations with these people. What like? Like you can't feed the cats here, you know, because it's private. Like, most people don't understand that it's oh, private you're that property. Guy? Yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. I mean, but I don't push it too hard because it's. It's on the other side of the complex from where I live, so the cats don't really reach me, but just in general, like, I wouldn't come on your property and feed cats in your it's yard. It's not your property, but yeah. It, it is our property. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh. but they, because it looks abandoned. Oh, I see, I see, I see. But, and then I have to point to the because they're like, this is public property, and I point to the sign where it says private property, like, <laughs> right next to them. I'll be like, no, there's a private property. Anyway, so <laughs> what, it, what would be your stance on feeding feral cats oh wow i don't wait, know wait, wait wait before he answers this let's get one thing straight you don't yeah. do you hate the cats or do you hate the people i don't have anything against cats okay personally the, the people bother me that feed the cats in in other you know other places that well, what feed the cats. what exactly bothers you about this because it's it's just like if I went to someone else, I just threw my trash in someone else's yard or something. Not that cats are trash, but... Well, the cats they, are there. They're not bringing the cats. Well, the, no, but when they feed the cats, it attracts more cats. Yeah, okay. And then now you have a whole, like, 15 cats yeah. kind of just camping out in this area. And are the cats bothering your your home life? No. Okay. <laughs> well... You know where he's going with this. No, I yeah. I see your point, and yeah. I, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about these this <laughs> in particular. But I, my initial reaction is that I would probably I, my assumption is that the fact that they're feeding the cats is probably having a very negligible difference on the cat population one way or another. Mm. So, okay. um, but I can see that if they're attracting more cats to your property, that could be problematic. Yeah, and, and I'm just trying to stop it before it gets to be because, so I didn't think about this before I moved into my place. But there's I have a ditch, a park, and this land next to my house. So we have cats, birds, and ducks. <coughs> and there was a point where there was like, normally there's like eight ducks in this ditch. Uh-huh. You know, they kind of like uh-huh. hang out and stuff, uh-huh. which is fine. But one at one point it ballooned to like 150 ducks oh, back there. I love there. ducks. <laughs> I do. I do love you ducks. You do? I do. I love what? Ducks. Really? I had a pet duck. I love really? ducks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, these ducks, like, they're not quiet. No, I know. And they and, shit everywhere. And they poop everywhere. Sorry. No, no, you no, can say I shit. I swear. No, shit's, shit. shit's a word. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but then once it got to that level, there's like, I couldn't sleep because they're like trying to oof all the time. And mm. when they oof, like, they, they're really loud. Yeah. Because they basically, the males are I like, I never heard them. ducks oofing before. I assume they just quack loudly. No. <laughs> no? No, they're like, rah, rah, they're like, like moaning like how ducks would moan. No, no, no. Cats are oh, yeah, crazy yeah. in heat. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so anyway, so that's what I'm like thinking of is this like and what's weird is like the duck problem just like 
I don't know what happened, but they all disappeared one、mm. day. I don't know if someone killed them all or what, but they just. Terrible.、Uh, but, do you have rats or mice? No. Thank you, cats. There you go. Oh,、uh-huh. touche.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. Touche. Yeah. And you're lucky there aren't people in the world that just love to feed rats in your house. Yeah. Rats also are amazing creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、yeah. Um, you know, cr-、um, cats, when they're in heat and they make that weird noise. Yeah. I was, when I was a kid, I used to hear it outside my window. I used to scare the crap out of me. Yeah. And, you know, because it's a creepy sound. It sounds like a human. It sounds like a human. Yeah. But. They were calling my name in the middle of the night. It freaked me out because I help. Yeah, they go, Kyle, 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 and I'd be lying in bed going, "Oh Jesus, what's going on?" <laughs> Until I realized what they were. No, it was an, you know a cat in heat. You know, it used to freak me out at night, man. But anyway,、um, you were talking about rats being good. I don't know. Well, I mean, they're not good or bad. They're just amazing creatures. They, they're、oh, yeah. smart. Anyway, they're very smart. Their teeth is, can cut through, can bite through cement. You, you know,、really? I, I was at the、mm-hmm. ballpark the other day, the baseball field, and you know, they have public restrooms. So I'm standing, Asa's tying his shoes. I'm standing outside the restroom, and I can hear above me, like feet, like, so I'm like, oh my God, there's rats in the ceiling, you know? And so I'm like, oh, I wonder where they are. So I went into the bathroom, and it's just your. Average、um, pitch roof with t- you know, shingles on top, but there was no attic. It's just just the wood and then shingles. And somehow the rats were in there. Like, I, I couldn't figure out how the hell they were. Like, I don't know if they're running between the shingle and the wood or、oh, if they're. Hold it. It completely like. I, I thought at first maybe it's birds that they're on top, but、yeah. I, I couldn't find anything. It's like, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty sneaky. They have to put like pieces of glass in cement walls in some places, or the rats will chew through the cement、mm, walls. That is nuts. And they found that rats in certain neighborhoods will develop a taste for the food. So, like, rats in Chinatown will then have a preference for Chinese food when given really? the Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You ever thought of being a veterinarian? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's your next you, movie. You can make a, a document about animals.、Uh, yeah. Sloth, rats. My、um, final like, thesis film in film school was a satirical、uh, argument for eating dogs. Oh. Oh,、yeah. interesting. Because we t- lace, waste a lot of euthanized dog meat, and in other countries, they, are, you know, they will consume dog. And yet, we are fine eating cows and pigs. And so it was sort of like, how do we draw this distinction between well, we, we pets have a problem. and food? If people started enjoying dog,、mm-hmm. you know, I mean, mass, there are people that enjoy yeah, it, but yeah. in masses, yeah. then it's going to become farming the dog and killing the dog before it dies of old age or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but that, we do that for、happen. cows and pigs and other、right. animals. True. Well,、mm-hmm. I told you, you know, Beaker, right? Yeah. Do you know Beaker? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Well,、so, we met a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend, Beaker, and he's in the food industry. And I'm like, dude, you got to get into bugs.、Mm. That's the next thing. You know, people are going to eat. It's good cricket protein. It's、powder. good protein, right?、Yeah. You just mash it up in a powder and put it、yeah. in like a chocolate bar or something.、Yeah. They don't、like、taste、that. good, though, bugs. Dude, you can make anything taste good if you fry it. <laughs> true. true. Anything fried is good. Yeah, yeah. it's true. You can fry so, a rat and it probably tastes I've, good. I've been telling him to get on that because I'm like, you know, we're going in this, on this road of. Less meat, you know, everyone's、mm-hmm. eating less、mm-hmm. meat or whatever.、Mm-hmm. Get, the, get on the bug train. Yeah. That's true. Because, you know, if you could figure out how to eat flies,、oh, you'll、man. never starve.、Yeah. Oh, God. Flies are tough. Yeah. <laughs> they look a bit too mushy. Crickets, crickets are to me、yeah, kind of crunchy. I seen this video, man. I think it was in Korea or China or something. 
just they were just eating scorpions while they were alive. Oh, alive! Oh, alive! Yeah. Like, like just. Oh, I'm oh, like, what the hell? Oh, no, no, not doing that. I mean, even you know, I eat sashimi, but I don't want the fish flopping Kicking. around. Yeah. yeah. All right. With that note, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, 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 wait. Before we, we end mention. this, let, let, let me and Justin help you with your cat problem and give you some suggestions on a different well, you know, outlook. You know, you know I mean? bring it up like, on this podcast a lot, but honestly, I think about it twice a year, maybe. No, so I, it's I not a big it, problem. I think deep down in your heart, you have a problem <laughs> with this, you know, and, and I, I think it needs to be addressed, you know. So we're running long already. That's okay. Let's ask you. Right. If you're, if you had the choice and the power and the means to resolve to re- resolve this problem that you have. Yeah. What would you do? What is the solution? Stop feeding cats. Or like <laughs> like Pimentel talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I brought this up with Sean. Too. Yeah. There, there's a cat farm or whatever. Yeah, but that's in Lanai. Yeah, make up one here. Oh, drop, I went to that Lanai one. Over, drop them off over there and have a, someone, you know. That's a great idea. I went recently. There's a Instead ton of, of rail. cats on that thing. <laughs> Use the money from rail. We'll open a cat farm. We just put them all on the rail. On the top. <laughs> jump down. The cat rail. Yeah. <laughs> that would be you fine. Know, just, we're, he was, okay, you talk, to, you talk about this cat problem. I would with donate to a, to a cause of someone opening a cat farm that would take all these stray cats yeah. and, and keep That's them out of That's a great idea. Yeah. And yeah. spay and neuter them. So he's, yeah. he's complaining about the cat story to Sean, okay? But the next time we see Tavana, he's complaining about the cat story again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tavana goes, Where do you live? He goes, Hawaii Kai, man. And she, he goes, That's my mom feeding the cats in Hawaii. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. So we got into a whole thing Uh-oh. with Tavana. Oh, <laughs> Okay, okay, well okay all right. Yeah, and I know you didn't, I didn't tell you to bring a guitar, but can we do a song after for our patrons? Yeah, I have, what is the advice I gave you, songwriting advice I gave you? Oh, yeah. Um, well, first you said um, you like to go to public places and watch people. Oh. And that inspires you to come up with ideas. Hmm. And you take your little notebook, hmm. which I never did, by the way. Uh, and then you said, just keep writing, even if you don't like the song, just keep writing because... You're getting out the junk stuff and then something good. Will shitty come. first draft. Yeah. You got to get a shitty first draft done. Yeah. To write a better second one. Yeah. So, so you never are... had a first draft become a song? Um, well, especially when you're starting out, like, you have to write a bunch of bad songs to get to good ones, like anything, you know? Nothing um, ever came to you naturally and became like this song that really means something to you? No, I mean, now they're, yeah. but I mean, for the most part, you, I'll capture maybe a, a chorus and a verse, and then it's just a matter of like finishing the lyrics to something, which could take months because you want to get it perfect and as good as possible. There's a song on this new record, um, Back to the Blue, called Still Can't Get Used to the End, that is probably the closest to that, where it just like felt like, you know, uh, what do they say? It's like taking dictation or something. Mm. It just kind of came out. Yeah. And that was like in two days, the whole song was done. And I started writing it and I was like this sounds like it's like in three four sounds like an Irish drinking song or something like I would never write this but I'm not gonna judge it and now it's like my favorite song that I've ever written so oh awesome mm-hmm. I like a bum, 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 bum. oh oh three weeks from tomorrow yeah yeah I like that song thank you thank you Stacy likes that song too she made me uh like she likes the version you did on high session so she's like I want that first no, she I'm just like, says that I'm no, no, no. She's she's your biggest well, not your biggest fan, but she's a bigger fan of you than anybody else I know. Even including John. me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know that. <laughs> but, 
All right. Okay. We're going to stick around. We'll do a song and then, uh, and then that'll be our Patreon. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Shoot.